songs put this band together called uh, purple suns and four songs we recorded in his living room with my buddy andrew uh, gallagher he was like our hometown engineer so he like hooked everything up produced the whole thing within a matter of weeks actually the guys wanted it pumped just put out like as was and I'm, I'm more of the of let's the, go into the studio yeah, and, and use the studio as an instrument as an instrument you know and like i got a lot of flack for that because all those guys are from the punk scene I was like, yeah, let's process the shit out of it. Let's make it sound, let's make it loud. Let's make it sound cool and like, and like colorful. And then let's get famous. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Review in Progress, the podcast about creativity. I'm your host, Kyle Colorado. We have a great guest today. Good friend of mine, as most of my guests have been so far. His name is Jay Hernandez. He is a musician. He just released an album called Stick Together, which is songs he recorded between 2006 and 2008, finally releasing it. He's also a musician for hire, just put out a song and some music for the podcast Master Game Review. On today's episode, we have a couple of topics that we talk about. We talk about Jay's foray into the comedy scene where I met him, his eventual exit, and his return to music and how that all happened. We also talk about how his past demons were a source of creativity for his new album songs recorded a decade ago, like I said, for Stick Together. And I actually tell an embarrassing event in my life where I made some regrettable mistakes, but it ultimately made me who I am today. Stick around, we have a great show. All right, thank you guys again for coming and listening to this podcast. I really do appreciate it. I'm putting a lot of work into it. Although I will say I, I am still trying to figure out a really good system to get it done. Um, I, uh, I'm actually recording this intro the night before this is supposed to go live. In fact, as soon as I'm done recording this intro, I'm going to have to probably take off that 12 o'clock time, 12, I'm sorry, 12 a.m. time that I'm going to put out that first episode. I'm going to release all episodes at 10 a.m., give myself a couple of more hours. Uh, this is like the creative version of like doing all of your homework on Sunday night before school be- instead of doing it all on Friday night and having the whole weekend. It was, yeah, just really, I, I crunched myself a little bit, but it actually, it really was a little bit because I'm, I'm just, sometimes it takes, you know, getting the ball rolling and doing something can be a little hard for me. And I don't think that's anyone else. I think that's actually a lot of creatives. I've noticed it's just like getting that 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 ball rolling because no one's pushing you to do the, this work. You just want to have to do it. So sometimes it's hard to get that started. So I was sitting on at least the last couple of episodes. These two these two episodes, episode two and episode three, they were kind of sitting on my Zoom recorder for quite a bit, and it took me a while to actually get them edited. Um, and get them kind of uploaded. Well, like like I said, I'm still working on episode three, and it's 11:27 right now. So, <laughs> um, but it also didn't help that I had a. I think I say last week was a pretty rough week, and I just actually got out of it tonight. Um, I did a open mic out in Highland Park, New Jersey about 20 minutes from where I live in Avenel. And it's a mic that uh, was going on pre-pandemic, 
but it was inside pre-pandemic. It's now outside. And it was the first one back. And I decided to do that one besides the normal one I go to, which is Brighton Bar on Mondays in Long Branch, New Jersey, because it was closer so I can do that, be done, and then come back here and do what I'm doing right now. And I actually had a really good set. I did... I pretty much, I didn't get a chance to write anything new, so I did the jokes that I have had, and I, the ones that have been working well for me, and I did that to a crowd of people who have never seen me before, and I did very well. After some comedians had a little bit of a rough time, because they were like the first two acts off the gate, and that's just a tough, that's just a tough spot, regardless. I, I don't know if I would have handled it at all, as well as they did. Could have been worse, but I think it just had the the good fortune to go a little bit later and uh, let the crowd settle in a little bit more. But I will say last week, up until three hours ago at eight o'clock when I came home, I was kind of in a sour mood. Um, As I said in episode two, I had a bad set on Monday, uh, last Monday at Brighton Bar, because of the whole situation where I had a person who... Spoke to spoke on a podcast where they said I was their least favorite comedian or least good, whatever that means. Where I kind of agreed with him because of where he saw me in my progression, but it still bothered me. And I used that to actually like use that as use that like anger to be like, oh, I'm gonna put on a great set, and I did, and I was kind of flying high for a couple of weeks there. But then that guy came back and brought me back down because he rattled me. And yeah, that I I will say. That was rough. It, it really kind of lost a little bit of the um, of my momentum. And then I will say over the weekend, uh, I don't want to name names because it's not that big of a deal. And I honestly might be making a mountain out of a molehill, molehill on this one. But I saw a comedian who was asking for a ride to a show and be like, Hey, I'll, if you give me a ride, I will recommend you to the producer because this is how these shows work you have to be recommended and i was like okay great what time i'm posted figured you know how can they say no to a free ride they were asking for it i was willing to provide and then they didn't respond right away and it was late at night and i was watching a movie but i was waiting for a response so i stopped watching the movie and then as the night went on i was like well i'm tired maybe they just stopped looking so i'm gonna go to bed and then I wake up and I see that the post has been deleted and I haven't gotten a notification. And I was like, man, was that? does that mean they don't even want a free ride for me because they don't want to recommend me because they don't think I would be good enough? And I will say that kind of threw me off. I will say my Sunday was a little weird. I tried to go right at a coffee shop and that did okay. It wasn't really great. It's it so I've just been kind of in a weird headspace, but as a at least as in terms I don't know if this is for all creatives, but for at least with comedy, you're only as good as your last set. Is a kind of a phrase that's been said where your mood is kind of dependent on how your last set was, and I kind of sat with a bad set for a week, and I think that kind of soured my mood. And I don't know. I mean, it's tough now in the pandemic times to be like, oh, I'll just go out and do another set. Well, if it rains, can't go. Or if you make an excuse and you're like, go go to the next day, 
but then something else comes up. Now all of a sudden you've gone a week without going up and you're just kind of sitting with that. I don't know. It's it's a very weird time <laughs> to be uh I was going to say comedian, but I think it's just a very weird time to be a oh a person. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, that's where that's where I'm at this I'm I'm curious to see how this goes. This week looks like it's going to be sunny, which means comedy's going to happen. Because we play by baseball rules now, rain delay or rain out, and maybe we'll get a a rain date, but not just the next time that Mike uh, usual weekday comes comes around. Um, but before we get into this episode, I do want to. Oh, it sounds like I'm about. I want to address something. Like I'm about to apologize for something, and I guess it kind of is, but. My apology is to someone who has heard this apology, and this isn't an issue anymore. It's just a story I don't often tell was told in the process of this podcast. It is a story of my most recent ex before I started seeing my wife, which was about a five-year period between the breakup and when I started to see my wife, Grace. Uh yeah, it's a it's it's not my favorite story. Um, it is one that does not paint me in a good light. I only told it. I don't even know why. You can kind of hear me do the mental math in my head as the as I'm about to tell the story, and I don't know what really brought me over it, but I did eventually come to the realization that Jay, my guest, had kind of told me, had kind of talked about his demons a little bit, and I guess in that way, I was just like talking about mine. So I tell a story, uh, and I don't want to get too into it because you'll, you'll hear it in a couple, but of how a relationship ended, or should I say, was elongated in a very stressful and tumultuous way. But nonetheless, it's just, it, it, there's some there's some things missing to the story. I, I just, you know, there's a little bit more, um, and I don't know if... You want to hear it? Maybe I can give you the whole story one day. Uh, it's it's interesting, and it it uh, it's something where overall, especially the part where, and you'll hear it where it goes it, it goes pretty bad and doesn't look good, doesn't shine, doesn't portray me in a good light. I will say it wasn't so much because I wanted to do those things. It's just I didn't know how to say no to people and it yeah I don't it sounds vague when I say it but essentially I just didn't know how to hurt someone's feelings and that caused me more grief than just the saying oh I'm sorry I don't think this way yeah if you yeah if you want to hear the story if you're listening to this yeah, reach out. I don't know. Um, you can find me on, on Instagram, uh, on Twitter. Although that is pretty much a barren wasteland for jokes that I don't think are good enough for the stage, but I'm just going to put them on my, on my Twitter. But you can follow them. All that's in the show notes. Um, I, I'm still getting used to this. If you can rate, review, and subscribe, that helps the podcast grow. From what I have been told, I don't know for sure, but I will probably learn as time goes on. 
And if you can share this with a friend, if you think some friend needs this in terms of, you know, oh, I heard this podcast and it's about creativity and made me see things in a certain way or uh, this guy's annoying, but (laughs) check out his podcast. I I I don't need to know the reason why. It would just be nice if you could share it if you think it's worthwhile. Um, so we're going to get to my good friend, Jay Hernandez, great musician, great friend, better father. I don't know why. I was just like, when people say that, it's like, he's, he's a good architect, but a better father, usually when they're dead, but I'm going to call it now. Jay's a good dad. We did this recording in his kitchen. And I will say a lot of the time I've spent editing this podcast, this particular episode, has been trying to remove the echo, but it was more trouble than it's worth. And this podcast, I've learned, has been very mobile. I actually go to where the guests are, so that's just going to kind of be a part of it where you'll hear it's not perfect, it's not a perfect audio setup, but I think it captures what's going on in that moment. So, um, But before we even get to the... uh interview i i want to play you guys a song from stick together um it i I normally just do clips of maybe someone's work or something Um, but i'm actually just gonna play the whole song out in its entirety because i think it's a really cool song um the song from his album stick together uh the song is called the human experience and any information on jay will be in the show notes, so if you want to check him out a little bit more, please go and find him, look him up, enjoy his work, tell him that I sent you, yeah, Kyle sent you, so, alright guys, enjoy the human experience. Yeah. 
so I can get rid of it later. Oh, nice. Yeah, because I've been using, you know. I don't all know. right. Uh, tricks into all the tricks, man. Yeah, I had yeah, to learn all that on the fly. I mean, I did uh, radio broadcasting school, so I had a little bit of all um, that. So just like it's like trying to dust that all off because that was 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I just saw as I was driving here the uh, the school, they put up like, hey, podcasting's a big, because I guess like radio obviously isn't that big of a thing. Right. And they're like, hey, you can be a podcaster too. You know, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> what I'm doing, essentially. I'm t- I mean, I, it's not that much different. You just kind of have to... Like, who has to know, who has to be told that they could be a podcaster? I, I mean, you know, some, well, now that like Joe Rogan sold it for $150 million to yeah, Spotify, yeah. they're like, oh, we can... They're probably that's like, oh, okay, we can finally... Because they were talking about it right. when I was there. Like, podcast was a thing. But they were just like, you know, you can take your skills that you learn from radio, and if you want, you can become a podcaster. But they're not uh. like... Now they're like, this is how you do it. And I'm assuming there's going to be... Well, I would hope there'd be, like, some marketing, but I don't know. Right, right. Because it's not just, like, radio. You're on the radio, and that's it. Right. People have to listen to you. You have yeah. to find a way to... I don't know. Yeah, I'm get cu- out there. No, yeah. I'm curious, like, because technically... Like secret radio. They're like, you could go back. I remember them saying, you, you can come back and, like, audit a class. You know, mm. and I was like, oh, I'm curious if that's still available. But I would have to, well, I I did it in Cherry Hill, um, but they had, I don't know, I haven't looked in a while. I don't know which campuses are still open, mm-hmm. but I, did, I know they have one up like Hasbrook Heights, and since now I'm in Woodbridge. Oh, there you go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> sitting next to the uh, 
air conditioner. The air conditioner. After yeah, that. you're good. So, um, is it too late to cancel? Is it? Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. This is you're locked in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> you said you said you had a mobile setup, and then you came with uh, what what you're not seeing is there's uh, there's uh, there's two monitors, yeah, uh, 24 inch, <laughs> yeah, um, um, a, a whole a computer bus. It's a, actually a whole PA system. We're just, right, we're not even. I'm not even yes. recording this in. I'm this is. I have a microphone in the other room. Right, and you could just hear me. This is how well. Like <laughs> this is yes. how I made sure to put this subwoofer right next to the wall. Where yeah, the, you did a great job. I know. I have I to mean, say when you got here this morning at 4 a.m. <laughs> 4 a.m. And started set up uh, <laughs> you know and the, i had to roll in the truck and stop traffic which i mean bradley b just not thrilled with me is what i'm getting at <laughs> <laughs> full permits yeah i mean man it was it was a you know two hours was lost just talking to the foreman and just you know just oh god just yep, trying to figure yep. that whole thing out you're lucky trump wasn't trying to roll through town oh my god this you know if he's just taking down. a twi- uh, quick trip from bedminster <laughs> i'm just like hey i'm gonna come to bradley beach for no goddamn reason <laughs> Yeah, so I suggest everyone get Kyle to come to you. Yeah, I, I mean... this is great. Yeah, this, isn't it great? Like, yes. And I don't really have a spot right now, and I'm not going to have... Like, even when I have the apartment, it's not going to... You know, I much rather... I'm, I like the fact that I come to someone yeah. as opposed... And have them feel more comfortable yeah. as opposed to be like, all right, you come into my area and you need to figure it... No, 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 no. Right, right. I got you. I and there's the illusion of their comfort because you're yeah. like, I'm coming to you. Yes. Then you set up your home. home. Yeah, and then I set up, I just spread out. <laughs> you sit down. Now that I'm, I'm comfortable. I manifest destiny, a yes. kitchen table. And I was the first thing I saw when I got here. I was like, oh, this is a glass table. This is a, <laughs> this might not work with the, with the weights that I have. Yeah, are the weights fine? The yeah, weights they're fine. fine. They're fine. <laughs> <Just> slow, <laughs> it just slowly cracks as this, like, just like as soon as it, you know, all right, and thanks for hanging. And just crash. Like, and that's the end of the podcast. I mean, the actual end of the podcast yes. because I'm gonna have to sell everything to pay for the table. <laughs> the one, the, the one, one piece. Table, the, the one, just like my God, this was this was an antique. It's got a beveled edge. Yeah, you know, oh, it is very nice. circular. It's nice. yeah. yeah, there's only four people on the planet that can do this actually right now, <laughs> and I'm one of them. And, <laughs> yeah, I was. I hit my head and forgot. So oh. no, it's three. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, we didn't really get too much to talk beforehand, but I mean, you you saw the podcast trailer, which then you made fun of the artwork <laughs> that I made, by the way, which was real rude. I was just like, hey, you know, a good friend of mine commented on my. Oh man, I can't wait to see. Why does it look like you gave yourself zero stars? It's like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> and, and still got it. Yeah, still still got it. But to be fair, you really can't give anything a zero star review anywhere. You can only you usually have to give at least one star. Right. Right. So I was like, okay. I was thinking about this one. I was like, you can't, yeah, yeah. you can't give yourself zero stars. That's why I'm like, it's a review in progress. That's why all the stars are empty. I see. Yeah, I see, see, it's a thought process. So, but you yeah. know what? Would it, so just of course is always the afterward, yeah. the afterthought. But you know how like a loading bar. So if you had the five stars, kind of like loading and then yeah. unloading uh, and then that's that's true over again. you know man, you know i got i got Next, you got I, you know, there's gonna be plenty of these one minute clips that i'm gonna put out on instagram yes. to promote everything so yes. as time goes on the production value can only go up from here <laughs> uh, well it is a podcast <laughs> it is a podcast but hey there'll be a video video, ed- ah, video element at one point i just need to buy a computer that doesn't crash when i'm doing audio oh wow yeah, <laughs> yeah i just i bought like I, i'm using the stuff that i had and i didn't have like the last computer I bought wasn't intended to do 
what I'm doing now. So if I'm trying to do two tracks with like compression, it just crashes. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So just like, all right, one, one track. Oh, it still crashes. All right. Half the track. All right. Half. <laughs> so I have to do like half, 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 half on. Two. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, okay. it, it is what it is. I just, you know, don't wait for it. I just continue to do other things. I just make That's sure. All. Yeah. That's just, all. It's, it's workflow That's, management. It's a workflow. You know? That's right. So, That's right. So I, I don't know. I just, the best way that I want to start this is like, so We've known each other for two years now, which is crazy to think. Yeah, it's been... But, and so our paths kind of intertwine, but I would say in the last year, not so much because, you know, you got into the comedy game and then you removed yourself from the comedy game. Yeah. And I'm just curious, like, what got you in and then what got you out? Um, so I uh, did... I, I'm 40 years. I'll be 40 in December. So the day I graduated high school, I bought my first electric guitar. Okay. <clears throat> I figured, you know, I was like, I'm going to be a rock star. No college for me, mom. Um, And just never, I didn't put the thing down for years, Mm -hmm. you know. It was Um, the only thing you were touching besides yourself. Precisely. (laughs) Yeah. I think, and I think myself got jealous at times because it was that, it was that uh, intimate of a relationship. Um, So I played guitar for years. I got into my first band, um, 1920, well, 22 well, no, no, no. Like when I was like twenty, I started playing guitar. Like I was in bands um, right off the bat, mm-hmm. screaming. I was like, "Oh yeah, anybody can scream." Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just easy. I mean, at that time, it was like the pinnacle for screaming vocalists. I feel like between the soon-to-be upcoming screamo, you know, trend uh, that was obviously yeah. bubbling up in uh, the yep. background, and then you would have any metal band that would be, I would say, because that's what nineteen twenty. So that's you know not nineteen twenty the year, but nineteen twenty for you <laughs> yes. would be what like late nineties on that one. Um, or, or yeah, yep. yeah, late nineties. Yeah, so that yeah, so I feel like there was a lot of like maybe not so mainstream but at least like there was some screaming metal vocalists that were well so i think what happened and i'm not you know i'm not like a connoisseur or like an expert on this at all and i can tell you what happened in my hometown Mm -hmm. nobody could play guitar so everyone had distortion pedals right and then as you do you know (laughs) corn deftones and limp biscuit came right into the zeitgeist and um you know, so we weren't much into the into the quote unquote new metal thing, but it kind of brought that heavy screaming. Yeah, you know, it was like it was a post Nirvana world right, where right. things just got darker and darker and darker until like I don't know. It feels like it broke in two thousand. They just like we really need to like lighten this up a little bit. Yeah, you know, that's why I think like pop punk became like all right. We just need to really go like they might be sad singing. About right. what they're what they're singing about, but they at least sound happy while they're doing That's it. it. So That's it. I feel like there was a bit of like in rock music, like we need to lighten up just a tad. Just, and it's not dead. It's not. That's it. It's all they were trying to prove. I think. Yeah. So but, you so you were in a band. Yeah, I was in a band. Uh, played guitar for years, and then I think in 2004 I left um, a band called What About Frank, and that was where I, you know, we, we were like, we were like prog pop. So like not too crazy, like Kansas prog, but like, you know, we would like write songs with structure and then like riffs. So coming off of that, um, I bought, I actually wrote a couple of the songs, uh, that I just released on an album, um, at the beginning of August on electric guitar because I didn't even own an acoustic mm-hmm. uh, and I was on my own. So I'm like, well, let me buy an acoustic and start writing songs. Like I love, you know, Pink Floyd and like, 
you know, some of their simple stuff that, you know, cause I didn't know, I didn't know anything about songwriting and like chords. Yeah. I, you I just, you just knew riffs and how to put them together and structure. It. Yeah. Yeah. And how to turn up if I doesn't sound good the first time, Yeah, you know? And, um, just took it from there. You know, I just, I learned very, like, I don't really know too many cover. I, I've learned maybe uh, 20 songs my whole 20 years, I guess, playing or whatever. Yeah. Um, cause every time I would start, I'd be like, oh, I can write something like this. Or like, I'm like, you know, you learn someone else's song. And when you learn, it's like learning somebody else's magic trick. You're like, oh, that was easy. So like, I'd be like, oh, this is easy. I could write something better. You yeah. know, and it's in my stupid head. Um, so that was just every like riff I touched. I'd be like, oh, I'll go this direction. I'll go this direction. Like rather than like, you know, I'll just throw this chord in there because I don't know what I'm doing. So long story short, uh, I was heavy into music. Um coming off that band was an awesome experience probably the best band experience uh i've experienced yet um and then i always thought i'd like get a band going and together Mm -hmm. and it just over the years it never happened um and uh man i don't know i think it was actually just a trip to it was it was my birthday in 2016 and we went to um, the city. We just ended up in the city for mm-hmm. some reason. And uh, I went to the Upright Citizens Brigade and saw... It wasn't even um, improv. It was like... A, just a show. It was, was a show of like written sets by people and yeah. uh, you know people playing characters and stuff. And um, I don't know what it was in that moment. I can't even remember like w- when the transition happened. But I just started like writing... Oh, you know what? In 2015, that's when I got sober, actually. Okay. And so, ran into um, Mark Marin's podcast, WTF, and started listening to... So that started kind of planting the seed yes, a little bit. Yes, planting the seed. It took, it took the mystery out of getting started, you know, because they've, they tell the stories of just, you know, years of bombing and how to just, like, you know, you can prep yourself for as long as you want to delude yourself over it and you're not going to... So you're not going to start anything until the day you start. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I can't even remember what it was, but I think I took two weeks <clears throat> to just put something together. And I found, you know, I was like digging around, you know, at that point you're digging around. You're like, where yeah. does comedy live around here? <laughs> right. And, uh, I've said uh, in my first episodes, like you don't know. And then when you look and you find, you know where everything is. <laughs> exactly. it's, it's just like, you're like, how can I not see it? It's, yeah. It is like the matrix where you're just like, you just see a bar. It's like, oh, Mike. I don't know, you just can feel it. You can almost feel it a little bit. I know, and you're like, I love that this exists now. And yeah. you're like, now? Yeah. It's, you're like, oh, man, the scene just started. Just? Mm. There's a skeleton with a vote for Lyndon B. Johnson button. <laughs> <laughs> That's I stole that bit. Yeah, I get it. Wow. Um, as long as you admit it, I don't, yes, I don't, want, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want this to come bite you in the ass in 10 Maybe years. Me neither. <laughs> my, my open mic career in, in yeah. 20 years, I don't need anybody coming to the the Brighton bar and, and you know, like, I have proof. And just yes. use this podcast. <laughs> Dude, I have four minutes left. Just, <laughs> just please leave me alone. I just, I got the light. I get yeah. it. Yeah, I get it. Uh, and that was it, man. I, I, I bombed. I have a recording of my first set. And when did you start? I started April, 2016. Okay. Oh, you were, in, Oh, I, I, I feel like I forget that you were in it a lot longer. Then, yeah, then yeah, I yeah. realize. 
Because, you know, you start when you start, you're like, everyone started at the same time. Right. You're like, no, everyone's <laughs> been doing this for a while. Yeah. Just because you showed up doesn't mean everyone's at your skill <laughs> yeah. level. So the comedy universe began yes. April, 6th, <laughs> April 20th. 2016 um so you're welcome guys i it took you know, two weeks two weeks is all it took yeah. it was it was a little longer than jesus or god but <laughs> but you know uh, it's the it's comedy Hello. yeah you gotta, it you gotta work a at it more, takes a little more than just putting some cottons together let me, let me grow some trees great uh and then what adam and e two people that's all you got anyway so when i started comedy mm-hmm. uh the the concept of accepted yeah, into the when you brought ether, it into the world yes uh, myself single handedly um, <laughs> <laughs> you're just so amused with that whole thing it, yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. it is dumb but it is hilarious it's <laughs> like oh I brought, it's because wow. it's the height of ego and and comedy is a very egocentric uh, art form so yeah. to yeah. be even more egotistical than normal <laughs> comedian you're like man this is some next level stuff that I didn't really expect let me tell you I wouldn't buy this I wouldn't buy it from a professional comedian I'd be like you're full of shit yeah <laughs> you're, you're lying <laughs> your dad made you famous <laughs> clearly um, so yeah I, I bombed my first set I started recording like I knew all the tricks so I was like record yeah. it you know write your stuff um, don't be afraid to do the same stuff over and over again. Um, and <clears throat> at that same time, after my UCB experience, I signed up for improv classes yeah. at the UCB and actually did those 101 through 401 back to back. Um, so that was a, over the course of five months. It was a little longer than that because I yeah, would I'm wait. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah oh, I would okay. wait till it was over before I started sign. trying to sign up. Makes sense. Yeah, because I just wanted so to the better part of a year. Yeah, yeah, maybe a year and a half. Okay. Um, so I what I would do is, I think I started around my two oh one. I would be up in the city and I was scheduling it for like my slow day. I was working for my mom at the time, but I had my own day that I would do cleaning business that I still do now. I would go up to the city and sign up for mics the night before and pay five bucks or whatever. Yeah, excuse me. And I would do you know five minutes. Um, I think stand up live. Yep. I did the Broadway Comedy Club once, and that was pretty much it. Those were like within the time range. Yeah, just where you can physically get to and get to yeah. Chelsea at the time. I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it was it was horrible. I bombed. You know, like it was just I was up there with like you know I could tell like people that were you know working their way up yeah. the comedy ladder. Um, but man, you like you're riding that delusion. You're yeah, just for sure. Down. Yeah. I like, mean, especially those first early years. Yes. I was, yes. I feel like I'm just slowly starting to come out of that delusion and be like, <laughs> all right, I'm much better than I was. The whole pandemic has given me the time to like actually learn how to write a joke. It's been amazing. But, um, yeah. So now I'm just like, all right, I'm getting to the point where I don't have to no, no longer consider myself like I'm doing okay. Like now I'm like, no, I'm actually doing okay. There's a difference between I'm doing okay. And like, I'm doing okay. Like it's just yeah, it's yeah. just that that level of self awareness where yeah. you're just like I'm just lying to myself so I can get to the next set until I can actually say oh, I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a time you know there's a moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I remember like because I dude I was so into into it at the time and just studying everybody, uh, and uh, I remember I got really into Tig Notaro. Yeah. <clears throat> at one point. And rewrote everything. I was like, I'm gonna like I have to slow it all down. And mm-hmm. it's just like, what do you want to say? Punchline. And it was like the first laughs I ever got. And 
Isn't that crazy when you realize, like, oh, I should, like, say the thing before the punchline that makes the most right. amount of sense. So the punchline... Isn't it crazy that, like, something that I'm assuming you knew, like I did before, but hearing it or just understanding it in a way and you're like let me change it up and you're like wow this is working so much better yes yeah well you know what it's more it's more like when uh it's like when you just follow because for years i would watch tutorials of whatever music anything yeah. and never do it because i was like well i'm not gonna copy like I'll, yeah. when i when the time comes i'll remember this technique which never happens it no. was literally me going like let me fit into this skin yeah you know and make these attempts and it was really like almost like oh, there's a technique to to comedy. Like, oh boy, someone should write a book. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, they have. Oh, I own them already, and I just didn't read it correctly yeah, or yeah. understand it correctly. That was me. That was <laughs> well, well. Then then you flip through the game, and you're like, this isn't a manual. <laughs> this is a biography. That's true. Sometimes you're like, all right, stop name dropping and give me the give yeah, me, yeah, give me the goods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then therein lies uh, another secret. You know, there is no manual. There's no, you know. There's, I mean, there's, there's good, helpful tips, but there, there, are, there, there really are. is no definitive manual that'd be like, this is how you'll be good. It's like, this is how everyone should start, and then you'll start to find your own path after that. Right, right. Learn the rules so you can break, break the them. rules. Yeah. Kind of with, you know, like the, and, and, and the improv lessons helped because it was yeah. similar Similar skill set. Yeah, similar skill set compared to what, dis- despite what some comedians say who right. d- despise improv. Oh, God. Yes. 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 I, 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 yeah. For, for being in the improv group in Asbury and being like one of the few comedians that like goes out all the time, man, I get so, like people will talk to me as if I'm the ambassador of improv. I'm like, you do know I'm just like one person who's doing improv. I'm just not shitting on it like the rest of you guys right. because right. I can see it's an. I also can see it's absurdity. The I, I don't mean to interrupt and I don't want to get no, too no, no. far, but the one problem with improv is to survive. What they've done is they've marketed themselves to corporate, and there's a lot of unfunny, funny people right. in corporate, and they're like, "I can be a a, a comedian," <laughs> and no, you cannot, sir. You certainly cannot. You want to, but you can't. And I promise you, and that's the problem, because they have to kind of deal with this clientele, Mm -hmm. they will celebrate mediocrity sometimes. Yes. I think that, and then if they, if they work hard enough with, with maybe a modicum of talent, they can get on a team. And then the people who are really talented, who might just not be good at like networking and figuring it out won't get on and then be like what you know and then people who are on the outside watch these shows by these bad teams or some or people who can take a good team and just drive it into the ground <laughs> will be like well improv is terrible well stand up is terrible if you're looking at just open mic comedy exactly but you don't want to admit that like, it's just exactly well that's yeah like everyone on sitcoms you know the it, it was actually took me by a huge surprise that there's that that a comedic actor is a thing yeah, I, I I was convinced that anybody funny was a comedian, like yeah. a like a road comic. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and it's like no, this person's just an, is just, just improv and just knows how to timing. I'm a, and, find the yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah, that was a big. I remember uh, I forget who it was. I think it was the guy from UCB, uh, one of the Ians, um, talking about how when he reads a script, you know, he he he's and he said he like read 
or like made up a, a piece of a script and I was like, yeah, what's funny about that? And then yeah. he like went line by line, like this is what I would do here and this is what I would yeah. do. I'm like, oh my God, that's genius. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, that guy's particular, in particular is a, is a, is an improviser obviously, but there's like comedic actors who don't do comedy or improv. They yeah. just know how to be funny. They yeah, just yeah. know. Yeah. They just, they just kind of get it. Yeah. Somehow just intuitively they understand, which totally happens. So, so um, in your particular journey, you were doing, you were going through improv. Mm-hmm. You were, you know, you you sat down and you figured out how to craft a joke, and you were actually getting some laughs. Right. So where? So that takes you to what, like twenty eighteen almost, or does that twenty seventeen? Yeah. So like March, March of twenty seventeen. I remember it because yeah. I like have the one set up there. I like arrived. Yes. You know, in Asbury. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> And like, as we all do, you know, I had like a decent set. I saw, I I was able to get a, like actually see my jokes and go, Oh, here's where, you know, these setups and Mm punchlines. And I have this one bit that's like about my height and just rolls on and rolls on. Yeah. You know, it was like my pièce de résistance. And then much like songwriting, I was able to write more jokes with that same structure, you know, the same shape, but then had different subject matter. And that was kind of where all of my, my moment came from and I did a couple shows um and then I think what happened which I I guess I just didn't put enough time into listening to it but uh I was so into it and then like you know I've got a wife and kids yeah for sure I went back to school um you were doing a lot I I don't remember yeah so like I just wasn't able to be in it as much yeah and then once your brain starts falling out of that it's yeah it does it does it the one thing I noticed was it took me a while to get back into it during the whole quarantine. I was, you know, doing Uber Eats. Right. I did one mic at the very beginning of the quarantine. And then I was, it, what took me was I, I did a screenwriting class through Second City Online. Nice. And then um, there was this Facebook group for a podcast I was aware of. It was called Hot Breath. I don't know if you ever listened to one of those. Yeah. It was a con- this guy in um, Atlanta. Uh, it's a 10-year vet. Um, and he made, um, like a fan page for his podcast and it wasn't big. It was like a couple hundred people. But then when the quarantine hit, what he decided to do was do like a writing, like a writing, uh, uh, group mm-hmm. every day at 10 AM. You get a one word suggestion and you get 10 minutes to write. And then I jumped in about a couple of months in and I realized my problem was, and I think it was because like yourself, I started a little bit later. So I was, I was, but for me, I was like, I need to be good and original. Like, I mean, right. you know, like that's, I need to learn how to do both those things. I think I was a little cocky and think that I can learn how to be good by just, but, but focus on the original part. Right. And right. I didn't really learn how to get good. Okay. And then, so every time I wrote, it had to be part, like, it had to be a good joke. Right. Like, even right. though, even though I knew you'd like, you had to write a lot, but I'm like, no, 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 this like, I don't, I don't think I, I think I knew that in, intellectually, didn't know it in my heart. And then I wrote. And I wrote, and so that, so it was just like, every joke had to be good, and when it didn't work, it was, not soul-crushing, but like, it was like, ugh, like, you could tell, like, I wanted to do well. Yeah, And those yeah. few sets where I did well, it was like, oh, I, I think I turned a corner, but the problem was, I just, there were some, like, key things I didn't really learn, <laughs> like, how to actually structure a joke. So every time I would get a good joke, I would think I would understand the pieces of it. Right. And I didn't. Right. But then what the 10 minute club was like, you just like, if you want to get a joke out in 10 minutes, you do not care what the subject is about. 
Right. You just need to, like, if I just want to get, like, a joke to write, to then just put it into the comments so people can either like, and then the host can then give, like, quick little one-minute feedback, you're, you're, you're going to have to write jokes that you're not going to like, or not going to love, or just, like, don't really care about. Yeah, yeah. And that really helped me, because that just, I started doing it on my own. So I, someone, uh, someone else called those writing sprints, and that makes sense. You're just trying to go as fast as you can and some of them just turn into tweets some of them are just mm -hmm. absolute garbage and i would never play i feel like <laughs> i'm just never going to show this to anyone but i hold on to them just in case that there's something there later down yeah. the line yeah and then sometimes i'm like oh this actually took me in a direction i have like three or four jokes that have been working that started as like that little seed yeah yeah so so that's that's where that that was i just realized i'm like oh i was so focused on being like original and not not trying to be hack or anything like that that is like you also didn't learn how to write a joke, Kyle. Right. You know? Right. So, oops. <laughs> right. Or the or the story makes sense. It and it looks. Yeah, it great. looks. It looks like a joke, but, but it really saying this part before all of yeah. this or might just actually. Like, if something's funny, if you think something's funny, maybe you need to compare it against something else. Like I would, I would always be like, it's like this, and they're like, okay. But if I say, but you know, if it's like this compared to this. It's like, oh, like people, I've done that plenty of times right. where I'm just like, I have a joke right now where I talk about, I don't think I have an addiction gene because one time I passed up sex to go to work. <laughs> you think that's funny. Comedians think it's funny. But when you get to an audience, they go, I don't get it. So I have to be like, no, I worked at Chuck E. Cheese. I just, I passed up sex to dress up as Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> that's when people get it. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. it's just, I, I did it at like a, like they have a online feedback mic. So it's like a bunch of comedians, just the comedians. You do your jokes and then they give you feedback. Nice. And when I did that joke, I got a laugh on, you know, I passed up sex to go to work. And someone, and like a comedian laughed and was like, all right, this is going to be a good joke. Yeah. And then when I got it on stage and I was like, I don't think they get it. It was, it was a very quick, like, they didn't get it. Say a different, like, say a line to explain it to them. And they go, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, it was just like. Did you get it in the moment? Did yeah, you like. Yeah, it was in the, it was very much in the moment because I, I had a good, I was doing well before that point. Nice. And you know when you're in the pocket, you can kind of figure things out. Yeah. You, you're, you're, yeah. Your brain kind of goes, this is this is the next thing to say. Even because, though it's, it feels like, well, let me explain. Yeah. But like, you know, and even that in the right moment, like, it let works. me explain. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I think I, I, I might have even had that line, but I just don't think I was planning on saying it. Right. And I was like, I guess they need it, you know. Right. And that's right. What, and something you learn. Um, right. Because when you write it out. You're like, oh, of course, it makes, this it all makes, makes sense. sense. And but then you I get just, to that point, and you're like, you're like maybe oh, they don't. Maybe this is more much. like maybe a comedian understands it because they get the idea in their head a mm -hmm. lot faster because they have their brain is attuned to that. But uh, a, a general audience is like, okay, like they're not upset. They're just like, all right, yeah. So you passed up work to go to sex. What's the next part? And you're like, move along. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> you're like, what's the next part? And you're like, oh, you didn't get it. Let me <laughs> let me just beat it down your throat. Then if you didn't if you didn't get it, let me just explain why that's funny it's like would you like the idea of like really you would pass up on having sex and then or just being in a costume right uh, uh, and no one wants to be in a costume right even without the promise of sex <laughs> so yeah so uh, yeah um, yeah i keep interrupting no it's okay <laughs> yeah. that's all right um so yeah i just i i got i my mind was out of it um, I wasn't able to attend as many mics. I was going up north. I was literally hitting like four mics a week, mm -hmm. and that was which was a shit ton for me. But it was, you know, it was great. Um, and then, you know, so so really, what happened was I started to like drag myself through 
too few mics. Yeah. With with new stuff that hadn't been tested. Mm-hmm. Um, riding the high of you know having been you know funny for a bit. Yeah. And uh, and at the same time, I think because I was getting discouraged and I was turning into a mode, um, a more uh, what is it? Um, antisocial mm-hmm. mode. Mm-hmm. I was just staying home more. I was picking up my guitar. I was, you know, putting more riffs into my phone, and all of a sudden, that stuff started to started to, started to excite you more, as it, opposed to as opposed to taking yourself across town at whatever hour of the night yeah. just to, for people to stare at you. Yeah, and for yeah, you to sweat. indifferently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing uh, with comedy that you, they never that no one says is like it. No one will boo you, but they will stare at you <laughs> indifferently, and it'll hurt more than a boo because a boo it mean at least they care. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's just like oh god, yell, it's like a it's like a wife or a girlfriend just like I'm giving you the silent treatment. You're like yell at me. I I just need yes. some sort of <laughs> some sort of stimulus here because <laughs> at least I can work with that. But if you give me nothing. I have nothing to bounce off of, and that—that is—that's the one thing I was like, man, I did not prepare for <laughs> deafening indifference. <laughs> and then you just hear yourself saying, yeah. "You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean?" You know, you get it, right? And they're, they're not even a not even a shake, nothing. Yeah, they're nothing. just like you're drying my eyeballs. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not even here for you. You bombarded <laughs> me with comedy. Yes. Comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your weird, sad spoken word. Yes. About your dick. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you sweating? (laughs) Are you okay? So that yeah, that was Uh, so. It was just the you found something that excited you back in the day to kind of is just bubbling back up because of just like you weren't going out as much. And music can be a very solitude thing, and it's just that was just the thing that was like you were drawn towards more. Yeah. Essentially, I could do it here. You know, I could watch my kids, quote unquote, yeah. and write a song. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's that's actually. So when you were in that band, uh, what about Frank? Mm-hmm. Right? Did you have any? Because you had kids young. Yeah. So so were you a dad and uh, yes, quote unquote rock star? Yes. No, I don't yes. mean to be a dick about that, but you know, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, so I was a dad star. Dad star. Um, yeah, I was. So I had him when I was twenty. Him, Blake. Yeah, there you yeah, go, Blake. Yeah, <laughs> when I was twenty. You have two kids, yes. so we can't just say him and be like, "That's it." <laughs> <laughs> I know, and he doesn't even identify uh, oh, yeah. as, I, as I, him anymore. So they, the one they, um, when I was twenty, and then got into what about Frank when I was twenty-two. Like officially, but we'd been jamming. Um, yeah, but that that was like the actual starting point, whereas yeah. opposed to the oh, we're just jamming and this is the these are the musicians I just hang out with and play music. Right. This is like this is a you know like a focused effort to do something. With yes, it. yeah, that's so, how that. Yeah. So how was how was that? Because that's early on in Blake's life. That so. was um, it was it was tricky. Um, I never really missed band practice, but it was only once a week. We 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 didn't really do a lot. So as, yeah, so that's that's. Sorry, I, I just have like 15 questions going off at once, yeah, so I'm just no. like, I'll pick this one. Um, so, even when you started, what about Frank? Uh-huh. That you knew that it wasn't, you didn't think it was going to go the distance, but you still wanted to create. Um, well, I did, but mm-hmm. we, you know, I, I did, and I was kind of deluded at the time because I I thought that we could like, of course we could like get signed by yeah. playing like a show every two months and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, having band practice once a week. And yeah. 
um, not writing like new kinds of chord structures and all that's you not, know what I mean? not evolving. Right. We were, we were 20, you know, I well, was yeah. the oldest one at 22. So it was like, you know, we were all just like, yeah, this rocks and we have long hair and everybody loves us, you know? Yeah. We would, any show we'd play, we'd pack it and people would go nuts, you know? So that, yeah, I mean, that doesn't hurt the delusion at all. That actually encourages it a exactly. lot. You're like, look at us. We're <laughs> killing it. Yeah. Yeah. We're a hometown heroes. Uh, so, um, and then, you know, I was drinking a lot and uh, just being irresponsible. Mm-hmm. So that was that was really like the main the main draw, you know, draw back to all that, because at the same time, <clears throat> I was still trying to keep my family together, you yeah. know, because like my parents like split up and like my dad was a musician and all that. So like, so you're like, don't repeat the pattern. Let's, yeah, let's right. break it and let's be better. Right. Yeah. You know, but like, I still want to be a rock star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> the, the, the allure of, of it is is too much. And but so. It's I'm just because when and when it comes to relate to creativity, you said that you you felt did you feel stuck at that time or did you just were you just like um, I guess blinded by the glitz and the glamour of being a hometown hero band? Did I feel stuck at the time? I yeah, because I knew I knew for the most part the band was like kind of making concessions to so that it wasn't so tough on like my family and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I didn't study guitar at all. So like I knew, you knew your way around it, but you didn't know how to expand your I guess, yeah. musical vocabulary. Yes. You know, we're at this point, even though, you know, I've studied more and like I'm more, I have more of a palette. I know how to make myself better. Yeah. You know, but so then, if, if you don't know something, you can, know the way to get to the point to be get to that you know to be better right right so that was uh did you put any albums out as what about or was it just all there was one album got put out um i wrote i helped write a few of the songs on there i wasn't on it per se there's like a there's like ghost audio of like the drum tracks and like early guitar tracks but a new guy came in replaced me and uh, they wrote a couple more songs and uh, put out the album. Oh, okay. After, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, so you left the band, but the band continued on for a couple yep. more years afterwards. Yeah, they actually got signed, changed the name. Uh, they're actually uh, the Parlor Mob. Do you know them? Oh, oh, yeah. So oh. they got signed to Capital for a little bit, and then, or no, Roadrunner, and then Capital. Something like that. Something so, somewhere they eventually ended up on Capital. Yeah, and they have uh, like four albums out. Um, yeah, I don't know the label or anything like that now, but they just came out with one last year, 2019. Uh, <clears throat> but it's been like, it was like that guy, and then the bass player got replaced, and then, you know, so I think it's like two of the original members. Got it. Now. Okay, but yeah. So, yeah, so there's still some of the original people who are there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't realize. That's very, I, that's news to me. Yeah. We learned yeah. Something to, I learned something today. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, but recently you've put out, uh, yeah, so, some stuff for yourself. Yes, uh, actually under two different names, which was surprising. You put under yep. J- Jason A. Hernandez, and then I don't want to pronounce the Lemus. Lemus. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was, I was like I, Lemus seems like the white way to say it, so I was just like, <laughs> I don't want to be like Lemus. You know, I'm so I'm so like self aware of when it comes to that, especially because I live with. You know, Colombian and Peruvian. Right, right. And so, yeah, like, you know. Yeah, I don't want to be like, <laughs> but Donde it's a- esta lo biblia taco? You know, just like. I have a taco. Yeah, so. 
I want to, you know, when I do that, I want to, like, ah. Yeah, you, you know. Gotta, it's, you got to finish the sentence for me, yeah, bud. Exactly. But you know it's a trap, right? Yeah. You know it's a trap. Yes. Because I know that we do that on purpose. We're yeah. like, how? Go on. Please. <laughs> yeah, the look of, like, go on. And I'm like, I'm not jumping in the pool. Like, just like, I know it's cold and I don't want, and I'm going to tense up. Please don't make me do it. You're like, no, the water's fine. And that's the show for today. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in next week for now. Um, so then, but you did Tripping Buddy, which was like a single. Yep. And then you recently put out Under Minds Inc. Your yep. podcast name, uh, but is that just like a catch-all term for you? In yes. That? So that was the inception of Minds was um, in 2012. I put a band together. I wrote a bunch of songs on on electric guitar. I was like, I'm gonna have an electric rock band. I knew a bass player from uh, from south from Ocean County area, mm-hmm. Bricktown, uh, Tan May, uh, Tan May Butch. Um, he was in a band called Shit. No, I can't remember. Whatever. I'll get. <laughs> I'll, I'll get back to that. Um, and uh, so I wrote these songs, reached out to him, put this band together called uh, Purple Suns, and um, four songs we recorded in his living room with my buddy Andrew uh, Gallagher, who's got some releases on Spotify. He was like our hometown engineer, our yeah. like <clears throat> guerrilla engineer. He he was like, oh, I love this, and he's like super super nerd, super into it. So he like hooked everything up, produced the whole thing within a matter of weeks. Um, the, actually, the guys wanted it pumped, just put out like as was. Yeah, and I'm I'm more of the of let's the, go into the studio yeah, and, and use pr- the studio as an instrument. as an instrument, you know. And like I got a lot of flack for that because all those guys are from the punk scene. And even Gallagher, uh, Andrew is, but he spent so many years learning this stuff. And I was like, yeah, let's process the shit out of it. Let's make it sound, let's make it loud. Let's mm. make it sound cool and like, and like colorful. And then let's get famous. <laughs> and then step four. Yes. Fame. <laughs> World tour. Uh, so, all right. So the, those first four songs, I had written them. Yeah. Um, I had a little bit of a sting from the what about Frank and all that that I tried to, you know, meditate out and get over and everything. So I named that EP Minds because those songs are (laughs) Minds. There, you know, and it was very, it was kind of a little stabby, but like in the end, it's just, it just is what it is. It's a band Mm -hmm. name or it's a whatever. It was an album name. An album name. And then uh, we actually put out four more songs. <clears throat> titled yours and then we were going to work on four more or more uh and title it uh ours got it um but like h-o-u-r-s oh <laughs> yes uh, mine's yours and ours was going to be the whole thing yeah uh, it was like a three-part you know <laughs> yeah i mean you could see you could almost see it and then you put it together as one album and it's, exactly yeah, and, I, then, <laughs> and then you just keep remastering it yeah. every 10 years <laughs> because you money. and andrew won't leave leave the studio tinkering on it yes yeah we throw on one bullshit acoustic track <laughs> like oh well the remaster gotta put it out again uh so so when that band finally dissolved um i took minds and started the podcast because that was from 2012 2014 was that band and then 2015 that band was kind of like my sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Well, no sex. I was married. Well, sex with my wife. But <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. I like how you're like, oh, sex, drugs, well, no sex. Well, I am married. So, yeah, I guess at yeah, one I point. Mean, I was getting laid more than everybody else, but not by, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> Just the, the, tr- the, the journey of that <laughs> sentence was, I'm so glad to be a part of that. Just when like watching. When I invented sex, drugs, and rock, rock and roll. roll. Um <laughs> 
that led me to a road of sobriety and meditation okay. and self-help and woo-woo fucking whatever, la-di-da, which I'm still, I'm it works, sorry, so, you know, yeah. look, crystals are crazy, okay? <laughs> Both the rocks and girls who I've met who are named Crystal. <laughs> Precisely. Exactly. Precisely. Um, but astral planes are a real thing. Sounding like a real crystal right about now. <laughs> no, I after the last conversation I had with like mysticism with like this podcast is going all over the place. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah, yeah. It was it was talking about I mean, tarot cards and, and is reality even real? And so right. is is reality is an illusion? Just you know, so this this podcast is <laughs> every I mean that's the that's the thing about creatives. We really like even if we we say it about it and like oh you know I do crystals you're just like but I also do crystals <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> yeah 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 like you you might say it and like like I know it sounds crazy but I'm also still gonna do it so yes yes absolutely yeah um so when I got sober um I discovered Mark Maron's WTF yeah. I was in meditation all that um and that led you down to the comedy and then comedy weaning off of it well that led to to a podcast oh that's right yeah 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 because actually the first the first month of my podcast i was interviewing musicians and i was actually recording a live song by them and i was i was so i was trying to put myself into this environment where i would become a sound engineer by constantly getting myself to do it just being in the in the room and and doing and putting yourself there yeah exactly and then i was like on a schedule so i'd have to do it like like sprints like this you know what i mean that was the mode i was trying to get every do everything in yeah um and uh, it was the last the, the so the cover of my podcast, um, mine's podcast with Jay Hernandez, um, is Are you was plugging the- <laughs> a podcast that hasn't aired in a while. <laughs> All right, yes. hey, listen, I will. I'll put it in the show notes. I w- <laughs> was the was part of the last band. Um, photo shoot that that my my wife she would take all all the pictures of us, um, and I looked at it one day. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. And I'm like, I love this picture. It's me in the bottom. It's like when you sit in a hot tub, you mm-hmm. know, get the butt piece all around, and there's the space for all your feet, feet to go. I stuffed myself in that underwater. You are a small man. So and yes. I, right. <laughs> and my wife having to catch a picture. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll you know, and like, what, what should I call it? And I was like, you know what, mine's. I'm like, because the, the whole intention of that was that it was mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then it's, this is my new world. It's mine. So yeah. that rolls over into this whole thing where we're talking about the yeah. band name yeah or my name <clears throat> mines inc is just my catch-all my universe ah, all right but then why did you put out uh tripping buddy as yourself then because oh. i was um in another uh self-help loop I, i'd gone sober again because i relapsed and like whatever um and uh Oh, what was I saying? Oh, so I came into this whole thing of like, I'm a Latino guy. I'm, yeah. I'm creative and like all like, all like my heroes, like, you know, Cedric Bixler, Zavala, uh, Omar Rodriguez Lopez. It's all like the first name, last name. Yeah. And then your, your parents, your other yes. parents made me, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I, I went that direction with that. Um, and then because my, that name is actually my, me and my sister have different dads and that was my mom's last name under that marriage. Okay. And I knew that, but I hadn't really thought of it in a while. So I just chose that name. <clears throat> and then my sister brought it up at one dinner and I just, I left there feeling a little weird, you know, I was like, mm, uh, maybe I'm not like, you know, 
I didn't want to like get get weird or like bitter about it. So I was yeah. like, you know what? I just made the shit like clicked in my head. I'm like, mine's ink, Jay. Like, why would you? All right. Yeah. So you just you're keeping that currently. Just you're gonna keep it as that. It's just like something that was helping you just a step along the way. Yes. Yeah. That that actually kind of relates to my last interview with Mike Castaney. He said that he's been putting out you know um, stuff under his own name after years of being in bands or. Mm-hmm being a part of a duo and he said i'm putting out things and if it doesn't stick i'm not going to take it down i'm going to leave it up because it's part of the journey and for Mm -hmm. you even though it might not be under the same name that's actually more of a personal like okay this was going to be my stamp but then you realize it's just like oh that's this isn't for me so instead of retroactively taking it back and putting it under mines you're just going to keep it as that just be like this is just part of it, yeah, it's yeah. there. Yeah, it's there. You know, um, but actually, I'm so I'm working on uh, three new songs right now that I wrote two years ago. Um, yeah, you're you're going back into the well with these because you said with the with the most recent one, uh, stick together. Uh, yeah, uh, that those were all songs that you recorded years ago in yeah. 2006, 2008. So you've just had them in the vault and you've decided yes. to break them out. Yeah, because so I, like I I, I semi put out an EP in 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, which was entitled Modern Hell, which is the first song on Stick Together. Um, and the first five songs or six songs of that is <clears throat> five songs and then a cover of Pigs on the Wing by Pink Floyd. Um, but I didn't put it out on a real platform. I put it on SoundCloud and like, gave oh, it yeah, out to what my was friends. available at the time? Because, yeah, I mean, 2008 Bandcamp might have been around, but right, mm, right. But, but now there's a lot more distribution and easier ways to get it out. And I think I'd gone, I tr- attempted that route, but they need a, a high resolution file. Oh, and okay. Rather than figure out how to convert them, because you can easily do that. Yeah. It just takes whatever bits are in that yeah, MP3 yeah, yeah. and will whatever do whatever it does to it. Yeah. Magic. Um, uh, but I was just so ignorant and I was just like, Ooh, computer. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> no, no, you know, th- I'm no, not thank hide you. from you for eight more years. <laughs> um, this has to be easier in the future. Uh, <clears throat> by the way <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. 100% this is doing this is like I tried this five years ago and I was like man everything's so much easier now right right I mean easy does cost you a hundred bucks but <laughs> surprisingly I found a nice free one that's like unlimited downloads unlimited uploads I'm like yes please for the podcast yeah oh nice yeah that's yeah. that's the way to go yeah you don't want to pay for the, the hosting no. on that. I did for a couple of years and that was yeah no it's oh. yeah um so what so right so i had those and they were like decent yeah um and then i had a friend of mine actually call me his name is jared he's a comedian up in uh, jersey city uh jared gersler um one day and he was like dude i'm over here i'm like i'm like in tears because i'm listening to your old cds like what like what happened to these songs what happened he's like bro you gotta put this shit out. I don't have to like dig for CDs to find your stuff. He's like, everything's on the internet. That is that is a good point. I've I looking for bands that existed in like 2006, 2007 that put it out on like physical copies. I'm like, God, I need to f- dig through things because they definitely right. did. No one decided to go back and upload it because it was all on MySpace. That was the other platform, right? And, right. That, Exa- and, and they deleted like three million songs or thirty million songs. Oh my God, and just like, wow, what a it's like a lost era of music that's just gone. There's got to be. Yeah. There's got to be. Just tribes and tribes of genres and band, you know. Yeah. So, so man. But you still had yours, so you were able to, like, all right. So what? So you put it together. You, you, you put it in, like, 
a digital package, but a package nonetheless. And mm-hmm. you decided that okay, the and you didn't do any re-recording to them, or you just put them out as is. Uh, so I took the MP3. So mm-hmm. what happened was I was going to re, um, re-release the EP, the mm-hmm. five, five, six songs, whatever. Um, and then as I got closer to the point, I was like, you know what? Like I used to always record in batches, so I would have, always have three to five songs that were recorded similarly. Mm-hmm. And I remember my first setup in my wife's bedroom at her mother's house my mother-in-law's house i had just had this little chat mic from the 90s yeah with a sock over it <clears throat> and a little tiny practice marshall lamp that i recorded like 10 songs on and then when this mic broke i tried to buy new crappy little chat mics and yeah they were all were all horrible well yeah they were chat mics so well so i have a whole other batch of 20 songs re- recorded with a chat mic uh, a worse one that i will never put out like that because yeah, because the, it's, it's just, the quality is at that point un there's like a 60 hertz hum that like is just yeah it's you know and i'm trying to whatever yeah so i realized that and i was like wow i could tack on like one or two or three of these songs and then Mm -hmm. i was like well there's like four or five you know and i was like oh wow there's i have an 11 song album yeah that's been put together since 2000 you know eight eight, seven essentially um and uh, so what I did was I bought this piece of equipment called an Apollo uh, quad core um, audio interface, mm-hmm. and it's uh, got uh, proprietary plugins that come with it. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's also just this heavy duty box that has impedances values that that change, you know, with the the inputs and outputs and everything, and it and it, and it comes with a package of ten of these plugins because there's hundreds, hundreds of them that you can buy that are very expensive. Yes. Um, <laughs> And I had all these old school EQs and I had bought a couple um, EQs myself and had uh, preamps, you know, so what I did was I took all the best stuff with the little knowledge that I had and I just threw them into the signal chain, put my MP3 in there, added a little reverb because I was always afraid to add reverb in like in performance. Um just to the final product. I don't know why. Like I think I remember it was something something that made sense like, oh, I don't want to like muddy it up like oh let's hear what it sounds like yeah dry and, yeah. yeah yeah and it like i would do my best that way like everything was dry like i never touched the eq like none of that stuff now did you record guitar and vocal separately or just all at once oh everything separately okay because i was studio guy so yeah, yeah like, makes, sense. makes sense yeah so once i got um my first usb uh condenser large condenser mic with zero noise floor i went to town yeah i was like this yeah. is we're, we're going now we're layering everything <laughs> yeah you know so that's what i did for the first five songs and i actually did that for the other the earlier songs as well you know there's like foot stomps there's a little bit of lead guitar there's like weird back vocals or but something I, I added something but it is kind of part of the charm of it a little bit if you're if you think about it as opposed to just you know having it perfect it's like oh there's like a little bit of these imperfections but it captures a time Exactly. Recording, so exactly. Yeah. You know, and like, how many times have we all listened to you know Mountain Goats or like Elliot Smith, True. or the, even or even just like the big one who recorded by himself that I can think of off the top of my head because it's this area, Bruce Springsteen with Nebraska. That was just right. Those are just demos. Right, and it's just him. Those yeah. are actually my favorite albums. It is, like, that <laughs> is that is like one like people be like, oh yeah, you know, Born to Run, like great album, not the best. Like right. Nebraska, just right. by far is such a such a mood and such a tempo and not tempo, but you know, the first time I listened to that album, I I was I was anxious, like like negatively yeah. anxious, just waiting for that synthesized 
harmonica right. keyboard to come in on one of the songs. Like yeah. I was just like, they, they have to ruin this somehow. Just, like, <laughs> yeah, no, it was, I mean, that's a, that was a, yeah. Like, and man, what a, and what a way to just like accidentally create an entire lo-fi genre. Yeah. Right. You know? Just like by doing what you normally do before you send it off to your band. It's like, <laughs> no, this is good by itself. I've, whoever made that call. Thank God for that person. <laughs> Because that was the right call. I'll tell you what, it wasn't the sax player. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Clarence Clemens. He's I dead. Know, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're like five miles away from Asbury Park. Look, I know. <laughs> the only reason why I said that, I know there's like at least four other guys going, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for saying what nobody will say. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. it's okay. But so, yeah, that's it's part of the quirks and, and all that. And so you. You had those 11 songs, you said, right? Yeah. And so you you decided to put them out. And what has been the what has been your feelings after it was released, you know? I love it, dude. I love yeah. it. I was actually pretty emotional my first day that it was well, out. I mean, well, you know, it's called Sticking Together and it has a picture of you and your wife, Liz. Yeah. So it's, I'm assuming there's a deeper meaning. There, you this, know? You know, I, I'm, I'm assuming it's not just like stick together because we've stuck together this whole time. You've made mentions of, you know demons it's yeah, it's a weird yeah. way to say it but you know people yeah. call it that so that's but perfect yeah. so i'm assuming there's a lot of you know especially during that time because you said you got sober 2015 yep so that's you know that's still you're in the thick of it yeah yeah, yeah so and i'm assuming a lot of those songs having heard them I'm, I, I'm almost positive there's there's some of them are related to oh yeah yeah all that there was there was that there was that drone that that hum of demon yeah you know that whole time like you know throughout like and i i feel it and i hear it um but like uh i i, I went super deep into like uh self-help last year mm. and just to, to just to make a long story short i literally got rid of that hum <clears throat> i know there's still some there because it, it will affect me but like I, I told a friend um in february maybe uh, that one day I woke up around February, around that time yeah. before the pandemic and everything <clears throat> before and I, a new hum came in. Yeah. And I literally <laughs> was like, whoa, dude, like I have not been depressed in months. Oh, that's yeah. You know? And I've like, I've, I've always had like depression. So you just woke up one day and it was just, you noticed that, that it was just, or did you just realize in hindsight? Yeah, no, I didn't wake up the day it happened. Mm-hmm. I just remember looking back and being like, holy fuck. Yeah. You know? And like, cause it, it, it came on the heels of like having had like a couple bad weeks and like whatever this and that. And I was like, wow, I didn't want to like hang myself or like tell myself that, yeah. I, you know, I would never do that. Just, uh, you know, the ideation, just the loops, you yeah, know, it's yeah. all those shitty loops that your mom, like you suck, you suck, you suck. Yeah. Um, that just went away, you know, like, well, they didn't go away. I did work. I worked on them. Yeah. But, uh, well, <clears throat> yeah, obviously, but you realize that they weren't there. They weren't present. Yes. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, because, the only thing that I can think of, because I don't know, I've never done therapy, I've never, but I've never felt, I've never had any suicidal ideation or anything like that. I can tell. Yeah, I know. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm light on my feet. You know, there's no weight to me besides my gut. Um, you need to kick a habit. <laughs> I know. I need to find a habit to kick <laughs> or find a habit and then kick it. Like, yes. I, yeah. But uh, definitely kick it. Yeah. Kick it for sure. I mean, you know, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, right. But, you know, kick it's, we'll table wanna, kick it for now, but we definitely want to get the habit first. You want to leave room for creativity. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the only thing that I can think of that 
it, it wasn't so much depression. It was just like getting over uh, an ex in that sense. Where because just the way you like you realized it was gone. I realized one day I I had an ex. Uh, it was like my big ex right before I started dating Grace, but that was still like five years in between. So it wasn't like right, right before, but it was the one because I had like kind of like flings in between okay. that ex and Grace, and mm-hmm. so it was like a year after we had broken up, maybe a year and a half. And then we kind of reopened, not reopened it, but like we just slept together, you know? Right. And, and that just opened up. Like, I, apparently, I didn't even realize until afterwards. I'd like closed myself off emotionally. I didn't mm-hmm. realize it. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, I was like, what if we got back together? That was a thought that I had where you said that you have these thoughts of like, you suck. You suck. I had thoughts of like, we should get back together. It could be right. better. Than, and I'm like, that's right. not. And, and just like. And then a whole chain of events that will convince you that that's yeah. the best option. But like intellectually I was like that's not the right move right, right, like, right. like it's it's the same thing that sounds like with yours where you're like I don't want it but there's a voice that's saying you should hang yourself and you're like no I shouldn't and it's like mm, did you think about it though right. and you're like I have thought about it thank you very much I don't want to do it <laughs> and that's the way I feel with like that was the way I felt with you know with this particular ex yeah and then like one day at work it just it dawned on me every reason why we shouldn't be together and i literally was like walking i was working at a factory and i was walking and i stopped and i bent over and just like ex- exhaled the biggest breath ever and my coworker and good friend of mine was like you all right i was like i just realized why i shouldn't be dating deaf he's uh steph and he's like you just realized i'm like no emotionally i knew up here but that's like, her real name yeah it is <laughs> we're good friends we say we still say happy birthday to each other okay. right? it's it was it was a relationship that happened and i don't even i don't want to say it it should have never happened because everything shapes who you are and it shaped me to be a better person but i wasn't a good person during that relationship and i can argue that she wasn't either you know it just but that's because of age it's not because of who we were as people on the inside just just bad decisions and two two unripened fruits yep exactly (laughs) exactly but you know i I made a salad bowl i made my mistakes that I have not even thought about like making with, with Grace because right. it's just like oh I've done that I know what that's like I have no interest in doing that again right so it's just I cheated I don't know why I'm like <laughs> dancing around it I, I I there was specifically there was a there was a couple of I don't know why I'm going into this but I've never told the story I guess in a public forum All so right. yeah, this is we're just gonna break it down right let's, now let's kick it open so yeah so it was we started dating and then her best friend at the time I guess just wasn't wasn't really at that time person who was like dating a lot of people uh probably because she she had like you know just one of you know a heavier girl not a huge but just like but i think that put a lot on her uh confidence mm-hmm. and then um i guess just couldn't bear the idea of her friend being in a relationship while she's single so she's like ah, can we just like not see each other for a little bit and this was like a month or two in our relationship right and then I was like, all right, whatever, no problem. And then I go to a show in, like, Long Island to go see a band's, like, final show. And, like, I make out with someone. I was like, okay, cool, that was great. But right. I'm single, technically, because it's not that big of a deal. Right. But the problem was, I don't know why. I'm Because I'm an idiot, that's why. Uh, I told my girlfriend yeah. at the time about yeah. it. And I was just, and I was still just kind of chatting. That's, with an a, that's an age thing. It is, it is. It's a 19-year-old <laughs> dumbass thing. thing. Yeah, I did this, you know, I, I met this girl. I didn't tell her what I had done, right. but I told her that I met this person with a very unique name. Oh, boy. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you know, they seemed very cool. 
she's like, and, let me fire up my Internet Explorer. Exactly. Let me go into your Facebook. Because <laughs> I definitely told her the password, because why wouldn't you tell your girlfriend your password? Um, and she found out. She flipped on me. And then, so that led to an unequal power balance. Yes. Where she's like, we can still date, but you're on a short leash. Yeah. So that put a little bit of like, um, you know, it just, it, it you know, it, 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 we weren't equal at that time. And then as time went on, maybe it got a little bit more equal and things were going well. And then I started smoking weed. Mm. And, and I never really got too deep into weed, but... Don't you say something like she caught you masturbating in the kitchen or no. something like, oh, Kyle. No, 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 no. You're back down there. <laughs> no, 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 no. What happened was <laughs> that we were smoking over with that same friend who, uh, you know, had the particular like uh self-esteem issues yep and uh steph didn't want to smoke so i drove her home i was like oh i'll go back and smoke and then just ended up making out with her friend oh yeah all right yeah definitely almost ended a friendship and then that went on for a little bit and that came to a head like christmas eve at her mom's house like at my girlfriend's mom's house and man did i get a wailing on and man did i not stop it because i'm like you know what deservedly so <laughs> you know just like this is man yeah that's uh it was a man i can't believe i just told this on the podcast i'm gonna put out <laughs> this is my po- there was no reason for me to tell this but yeah so it was a <laughs> so yeah that was just a whole mess and i've learned to be a better person Man, this is supposed to be about creativity, but I guess this I guess this factors in somewhere yeah, in my I mean, life. You got pretty creative on that drive home. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? We weren't even broken up after it took it took a it took a move to Portland and then her moving back and then finally we're like, oh, oh this God. is done. I know. It was, oh my God. Yeah, it was yeah, it was <laughs> it was quite the, it was quite the journey. And I I, I it's not my proudest moment, obviously. It's was, it's funny because it's like the dumbest thing to do, but it's not like, oh boy, I hurt people's feelings and I feel good about it. Right. right. It's one of those things where it's like, man, I'm so dumb and bam, I almost ruined a really good friendship. Luckily they're all friends and there's no issue, but I'm so lucky in that sense that yeah, like yeah. no one one hundred percent hate me in this, but it's just like, yeah, I'm I made some real bad calls. <laughs> but, but you literally, you wrote a sequel for a movie that had an ending. Yeah, pretty much. So. <laughs> like, everybody it's died. Like, and it's you're like, like, yeah, like, but hold on, what happens, what happens if they died again somehow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it was besides the fact that obviously the relationship was flawed from very early on. Yeah. There's also, there was also some thought process behind that where it's just like, I can't, like that girl as like a joke would like make fun of me for a certain point and at first it wouldn't bother but because she's like i'm going to use this joke forever and ever and ever mm. yeah it's like emotional sore spot and yes. i was just like oh right that didn't feel good right you know and there was obviously no recourse for me to be like hey i don't like that it's like hey you cheated on me like, good point you know <laughs> all right <laughs> well <laughs> go ahead why i mean you got me <laughs> So, yes, that's probably... I don't know how that relates to creativity, but, man, I just dropped a whole story on everyone who... That should be fun for (laughs) anyone's like, man, I thought Kyle was a good person, you know? (laughs) I don't think anybody thinks that. That's fair. Thank God. Okay, good. Then I'm not not ruining anyone's... 
<laughs> so, to, so take all of that, yeah. the mood, the yeah. genre, and, you know, now stick together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That picture is 20 years old. Yeah, it's it does not... I mean, you guys look the same, but just... Thank you. It's, hopeful. It's... <laughs> It's the blood yeah, sucking. Yeah. You guys are really good at it. I don't know how you guys do it. Man. Um, yeah, so that picture was taken actually by a, pr- a friend of mine that passed away. They were they were down to see my baby. He was a baby, mm. Blake. Uh, and we were just partying. I had an acoustic guitar that got snapped at the neck that night. None of us know how, but I think it was the wrestling. Um, <laughs> but I don't if remember. If I had to take a guess, it was the roughing around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I don't remember any of because of that bottle of vodka that's in the picture. Mm-hmm. Um yeah man so that was you know 2001 and then the song was 2008 and now it's 2020 and yeah. i'm just putting it out now so yeah. it kind of you know it's almost like you had to wait 10 years to put this song out what 12 years i mean yeah i guess it makes sense it's it is just like the story that i just told which is something like 10 years past now you yeah. know oh even 11 years it was like 2009 right um yeah, I mean, that's obviously not a fun story to tell, and that's obviously not a fun subject to sing about, but it, I guess, wow, I, I don't know how this somehow related me <laughs> confessing my soul on this, but it just yeah. it, it relates very similar where you just like, I, because some of the songs feel like you're the one that's messing up. Right? Mm-hmm. Am, am I am I oh, off yeah. base? Oh, okay, no, I just want I just yeah, I don't want to I don't want to misrepresent. <laughs> you know, I'm going to obviously. I was always fucking up. Links links in the show notes for the album, so you can find it. And who to blame yeah. if, if you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it's not ambiguous. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, I just want to make sure I don't want to yes. I don't want to misrepresent. No, but, no. So it it so the way I feel currently after getting my story out is like a little bit of like a weight lift, a little bit of a nervousness to wonder. So with yours, it's, it's something similar where you were, you had your demons particularly. Mm-hmm. Do you have that feeling of like nervousness or, or I know it's been out for like a month now, so it's not like it's this for me, it's obviously very immediately. Right. Um, but, um, you've, uh, have you had any feelings of like, maybe I shouldn't have put it out or do you feel like you've just exercised to put it out there? No, yeah, I'm always, I'm always, you know, um, I mean, obviously all of us want to be like, like put our heart, you know, leave, leave, leave it all on the floor or whatever. I don't know. I'm not good with sayings, but, um, yeah. So at that point, no, it's just out there. And like, you know, my wife from the day I wrote the song understood that it's some of it's a bit tongue in cheek Mm -hmm. a lot. It's very confessional. I mean, my, my lyrics have always been straightforward. Um, early on I used to try to get cryptic cause I thought it was cool, but then I realized I was like, Oh, I write much better. And yeah, uh, like, I, I like feel things when I just say that, like, you know, yeah. When I'm obvious about, you know, some, some sort of whatever injustice or however you want to uh, put it. But, um, yeah. And, and even my, my newest songs, actually each one, and this was going, this was when I was like raw in my time of like losing comedy and being like, I shouldn't, you know, like I should, do something you know what i mean like it was i was very yeah. vulnerable well yeah because i mean if you're losing something that be, that was a big part of your life for two years or even three years yeah it was close like, to three years yeah, yeah. so it, it's it's you know you feel like you're you know almost losing like kind of like leaving a job in a sense you're like losing mm-hmm. friends and colleagues and stuff right. like that a little a little system support system because i mean you know we you myself joe and everyone that was in the scene that you knew my closest friends that i've ever met yeah you know so yeah, I can I could feel like 
that same that same vulnerability of like when I lost my job was just like, man, what am I gonna do? Because this was my life. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, and so I'm assuming there was a little bit of that, but obviously you were slowly building up the music again. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have anything new coming up, or is it just? Um, um so I actually just today, mm-hmm. um, I wrote a breaking news. Uh, yeah, breaking <laughs> this just in. I wrote a um, a classic video game themed uh, song for a friends' yes. gaming podcast, um, and I decided to put it out because you know I, I have some friends that do like um, film stuff and like you know. And they don't put all of their stuff. They run, write tons of music, you know, but yeah. they put it on a website or SoundCloud, whatever. Um, but I felt like I should put this out because if they search either my song or for if they're looking for my friend's podcast and see it, you know, they're, they're, they're the same thing. It's not like I used another band's name so that people yeah. would find mine looking for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's kind of mutually beneficial. Um, they don't use the whole song. in. For, um, for, so you give the whole track as opposed to the 30 or so second clip that right, they use. exactly. And if anybody likes it, you yes. know, they could just access it. You yeah, know, yeah. when I did my podcast, I would open it with um, one of the songs from yours, the second EP. Um, <clears throat> and there was like, <clears throat> excuse me once or twice where i would let the whole song play yeah you know or or i would fade it back in at the end let the whole song play i would do weird things that were not that were like not good ideas for radio <laughs> experimental but you know not helpful you're right you know <laughs> and just be like well let me see whatever um so uh what was i saying the song so i put that out uh that came out today mm-hmm. um it's on spotify under minds inc where you could find stick together also find it in the show notes uh, also in the show notes yeah. um and, uh, you know, so that, and then I took one song from stick together that I've always loved and it seems people like, cause it's getting a lot of plays Okay, <clears throat> and it's kind of the theme of it can fit very well with all the social injustice and everything going on now. And then the police brutality and everything. And, uh, so I'm actually going to just take a bunch of clips of protests. Um, and my wife gave me the idea. She was like, maybe you shouldn't, you know, like make it divisive and just have it just the positive clips of like the people doing the right thing and like this and yeah. that. Yeah. As opposed to stroking the look how bad everything is. Exactly. Like, look at the progress that we are making. How, however small it can feel in the moment. It, if you put it together, it starts to feel a little bit bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm, that made me uncomfortable and I don't want to do it, but I think I'm going to do it just to lean into something that, that I'm uncomfortable with. Makes sense. I and, mean, you know, my wife's not an idiot. So like, I feel like she's onto something. Uh, <clears throat> good. Um, so that I want to have out by Thanksgiving and that whole, you know, this whole time, you know, up until that point, I'm going to be working on these songs, uh, for an EP that I want to put in January. New songs or re- new, okay. no, brand new songs brand that I'm recording right now. I'm actually, I'm um, trying to u- utilize the best of, uh, utilize a 14 day trial of these very expensive plugins to track as many songs as I possibly can. Um, especially these three mm-hmm. <clears throat> and actually I made cause I re I kind of remixed and added some theatrical stuff, some, yeah. some cinematic music to the human experience, the one for the video. Mm-hmm. And I think I may tack that and uh trip and buddy under minds Inc onto that EP as bonus tracks. Nice. Nice. So it'll be a nice five song, three brand new one uh, into the loop where you can access it by yeah you know by modern you know by newer means yeah um and then a reboot that i'm that i think people like and hopefully they'll enjoy the uh the new additions to it oh that know. sounds well that sounds great thickening up and everything yeah so that's january that should be it's called i, so, I want to name it she so yeah go ahead after the green day song of course <laughs> um <laughs> um 
Um, I was gonna say I had a I had, a, I had my joke knocked the next thing that was out of my uh. out of my head. Oh, so um, I guess the only thing that I, I want to ask before we get out of here is that well, I get out of here. You're gonna stay. Um, I might leave. Okay, fair. Well, well before we get out of here, then um, is that what if, like so th- that has been what you've been doing to keep creative during this time of self isolation and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. Um, playing music, writing music. I was doing live stream stuff, which I stopped. Um, I actually recorded and live streamed a couple episodes of Minds the Podcast, uh, which I just have to edit and put onto the platform. Oh, nice. Uh, Anchor. Yeah. So there's, you know, that'll come up soon. Uh, that's definitely secondary to everything that that's, I'm doing. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm yeah. trying to. So you're focusing <clears throat> on that. Yeah. I'm trying to cut the ADD out of. That makes sense. I yeah. mean, you know, I'm trying, like, I was like, oh, I should do video with this podcast. It's like, let's get the podcast out first, right. and let's figure that part out, and let's get a system. Like, the first episode took me forever to edit because I was worried about, like, crosstalk, mm-hmm. but I think it was just because I had everything too loud, and the second one was a lot easier because there was a lot, I, because we both had similar mics like this, mm-hmm. and I was able to, like, you know, just, like, use a noise gate to get rid of most of it, so, right. so that, you know, the technical stuff like that, but yeah, so it's just, like, something where I can have, like, a system, and it doesn't feel so momentous that I'm, you know, editing a podcast, it's just something right. that I've been doing. I mean, my hope is just to, like, make $60 per episode so I can just charge someone to you know be like hey right. i'll give you 60 dollars right. to edit it so i can get my money back on my plus time you'll back. get everything will be um like preset you know yeah exactly i mean and i'm trying to, i'm trying to tweak from i'm there. trying to do my best just to you know pop it in because i spent like probably like four hours recording that like editing that first episode because yeah. i was just like okay every time i stop talking i'll move and quiet and then right right it was just it was a lot of extra work that was completely unnecessary so yeah you'd be amazed what the brain does yeah with your ears yeah yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, I don't think I have anything else. So let me. I know we talked about all of it, but where can we find you on the internet? Um, I'm under Minds Inc. Uh, Inc. Period. Uh, usually does a better search than uh, Incorporated or Inc. Anyway, um, I'm everywhere. Spotify, um, uh, Title, uh, Amazon, um, iTunes, Apple Music. Uh, <clears throat> um, that's for all my music and then i have my minds inc uh instagram mm-hmm. um which you can find under mine is there's underscores in there but just minds inc works um and that's pretty much it that's pretty much the long and the short of it all right well again everything show notes so if you can't find it you can just click the link in there sweet jay i really appreciate you uh letting me into your home and kyle recording i'm glad you came this is great appreciate it all right